Okay, we are in the room and ready to talk. So today I want to talk about what it takes to have a body transformation because I feel like for those who are obviously in Project Badass and Fit with, uh, fit in Six, it'd be good to see like what the roadmap of a body transformation looks like. And so you can visualize what that would look like for yourself. So we're going to get into it uh, and also give you um, some tips on how to move through the phases. So that's what we're going to do there. Um, so... Actually, what I will say is if anyone's got any questions in the meantime on anything, it can be completely unrelated to the topic that we're talking about, then the chat box is here ready for action. So just pop your questions in there. Um, or if you want to add to the conversation, then please do, guys. So me and Sarah are chatting and we're like, right, so how are we going to talk about this? Um, and you know, what angle shall we come at it from? And I was like, well, actually, it'd be really good to obviously share the things that we also struggle with because we are not robots. And even though we are professionals in the fitness industry, we haven't actually got everything nailed. So um, we don't. No way. So, Sarah, what is probably one of the biggest challenges you face when it comes to staying on track with your fitness, whether that be... um nutrition training whatever like what you go do you know what it's one of those things that I didn't really realize it at the time until I actually got a coach myself so that's one of when it comes to solutions I'm jumping straight ahead one of the biggest solutions which you've already all done is to get a coach um so good job on that one but I think for me it was only when I realized having a coach and having someone looking after me that I realized it and the biggest thing that I struggle with is not prioritizing myself and that's not necessarily being like I have to be number one and no one comes before me but putting yourself on the back burner now in my job you can hear the bell can you hear the bell of the cat no I can't hear that okay that's good great that's fantastic so sorry got very distracted there um so yeah in, in my job alongside doing the online coaching I'm also a PT in person so very much like in a day-to-day -day job say for example if you've got things scheduled in if someone asks of you can you do this at this time say for example your boss comes in and goes can you come to this meeting can you do this it becomes very easy to go yeah absolutely because I'm, I'm free in that time and I found that even in PT when I had something scheduled in I would say yeah I, I can do I can do a session at that time or I can I can do that thing for you and without really realizing it you're subconsciously putting yourself as no longer our priority and that's what I do find is the most difficult thing and that encompasses everything that would be get scheduling my workouts in I would I would have an hour in my calendar where in theory I was going to work out but let's say someone said could you do this at this time I'd see that as a free hour as opposed to a non-negotiable thing that's for myself um when it comes to eating um I would put that back whether that be not eating the right things so going okay well I can't be bothered to cook something that's actually going to hit my protein targets I'm going to do this instead and I'm just going to cook whatever's easier or sometimes even not eating or just not doing things in the way that I know is going to be best and all that comes down to it, it can on the face of it, it can come down to things like laziness but the main thing and the most important thing that even when you're first starting out on your journey you have to realize that is that everything is for you it's a priority you're prioritizing yourself you're prioritizing what's important to you and all these little bits and pieces that you kind of put on the back burner 
that's you kind of saying to yourself you're not important enough for this to be a priority and that that's the biggest thing that I think I've struggled with and I guess that encompasses everything that encompasses the food the training steps little bits like that it's just not putting your goal whatever that be not putting the little bits in place that are going to get you to that goal not making that a priority because you're putting other things ahead of it yeah I love that and what you like I think those things are relevant to a lot of women so putting ourselves putting other people's needs wants and desires ahead of our own so like work will come in and you're like oh I'm just going to bump my workout down and then I'm going to shove it to tomorrow oh something comes up so you know then the kids take over or your cat needs to go to the vet no like there will be things that come up and then you just like move further down that list so I think a lot of women can absolutely relate to that and then um yeah, it already comes under the same thing, doesn't it? So what Absolutely. do you again? Like if that if that's one of the challenges you have, what is how do you overcome that? What have you put in place to stop that happening? Great question. So one thing I think is it sounds a bit silly, but sitting yourself down and just understanding that yes, you've signed up, you've got a coach, you've put yourself on this journey, you've, you realize it's going to take X amount of weeks, but it's actually sitting down and thinking to yourself all these things that I'm doing, I have to make myself a priority in that moment. It's that almost that mental step forward to go, it's okay to put myself first for a little bit. And it's not every single thing in it. And things are going to come up where let's perfect example, let's say your kids are sick and you have to get them from school. So you can't work out, but it's then allowing that you're not working out to be like, it's fine. I'll just move it back. Like it doesn't matter. Not thinking, right. When am I next going to get that in? Because that's having that kind of discipline for yourself that is putting your goal first and that is putting your, yourself as a priority it's respecting your goals it's respecting your desires. so it's it's it all comes down to while it might just seem like little minor things it's making sure that you understand from the forefront that what you're doing isn't just a thing you're doing it's making yourself number one in your life for that time and putting yourself in what you actually want is really important and it's not putting everyone else's needs above it that's one thing that I found really did help because then every little decision as minor as it might seem you could then always circle back to no this is important because it's this goal is important to me that's one thing that I do find helps when you are overcoming little challenges big challenges just knowing that it always circles back to I'm important in this scenario second thing alongside that from a practical point of view is scheduling I am the naturally least organized person I've maybe ever come across um and that's not to blow my own trumpet it's not great but if things aren't scheduled in and they're not in my calendar it doesn't happen so I think for me and again I think most people even if you're not quite as disorganized as I am just scheduling things in whether that be when you're going to do your steps when you're going to get that workout in not just going I'm going to try and work out two times this week go right when am I actually going to work out twice this week when is it viable not just kind of hoping it's going to happen little bits and pieces like that I think scheduling in and scheduling as much as you need if you are struggling to get your water in structuring in when you're going to actually have that water setting alarms in your phone um when you're going to eat structuring it into your calendar so it's never one of those things you get to the end of the day and go i just don't have time to eat make time little things like that Mm. um and again all circles back to why you're doing it why is it important that you ate at 12 o'clock as opposed to three it's because you make yourself priority yeah amen to that and just to give you an example I'm like you Sarah I schedule everything and this this is what my day looks like it's my google calendar and it's just Google calendar is elite I'm just going to put that out there anyone that's on apple calendars 
get off it go on google calendars so much better i put in my workouts i even got in here shower get ready like to the t of when i'm actually doing stuff when i've got my calls when i'm walking my dog like everything goes into google canada i live by that so if you are a busy woman um i cannot know recommend that enough um to add to that because I'm pretty much the same you know I I think we've got to schedule things in and be intentional about our time and be strict about it like if something was if you were to block into your calendar a doctor's appointment or a hairdressing appointment someone said oh do you want to nip for a cup of coffee or could you do this to me and just run me down the road you'd be like sorry I'm I've already got an appointment with the hairdressers. You wouldn't change your hairdressing appointment to fit around other people. So don't do it for your workout and just make that a real priority. Like, Sorry, I can, but it's going to have to be after this time, right? I mean, obviously there are things that you can't do um, that with, such as when your kids are off school, that's fine. But then what I tend to do is like, can I fit this in another day in a week? Or is there an opportunity to maybe do something from home so I still get a tick in the box, I still get a workout in. It probably isn't going to be a gym workout, but it's still a win, right? So you control the controllables rather than just letting it unravel and be like, oh, well, I can't get that done. Well, that's it. That today's a write-off. So looking at what else you could do. So I think that's probably what I would look there. But also... And this is a massive one when it comes to time management, um, nutrition. I think a lot of women struggle with doing their nutrition. And I hear it all the time. It's like, oh, get to the end of the day and I've still got like 500 calories left. And I'm like, well, if you have 500 calories left, it's because you haven't planned your day and you've just kind of winged it and got to the end of the day and gone, ah, now what? And now you're scrambling around to try and make up these 500 calories. Or even worse is that you've got to like four o'clock in the afternoon, you've eaten all your calories. And then you're like, now I've got to like sit there and eat dust for the rest of the afternoon and evening. Not a fun experience to have. So it's really important to take the time at the start of each day or in the evening for the day ahead to Take some time and just figure out like five, 10 minutes, figure out what you're going to have for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Whack that into my fitness pal. Boom. Done. And you know what that does? Alleviates that decision making that you have to make. And then you're like, right. So now I know what I'm having. I better prep my lunch for work and get the meat out the freezer for dinner because now you're organizing and you're firing on all cylinders and you can really plan ahead. So that's what I would do in that. And you can get really geeky with your shopping list if you're that organized and you know what you're having every single day. I'm I'm not that organized. It is a day by day situation, but some people like to know ahead for the week ahead so they can get the shopping done and etc. So if that is you, 100% do that. So um, planning your nutrition is a massive one as well. Just quickly on that, when it comes to, especially exactly as you said, tracking your food the night before, I think it just also just takes that stress off the next day. I don't know how many of you, when you get to the end of the evening, when you've been running around and maybe you've had some snacks, you've had your lunch and you get to it and you go, what have I actually eaten today? And then you've got that stress of trying to go back and think, what did I eat? Was it this? Was it this? Have I still got the barcode scan? It's all this additional stress. 
which just you don't need. I would say exactly that plan the night before or even on that morning. If you really I would always say try and do it ahead, because even if it doesn't go 100 percent to plan, you've got a rough idea. If you're going out into London and you know you're going to be going out for dinner, but you're not too short, you can go, okay, well, I can at least plan my breakfast and lunch and maybe when I get home, what to have. Just try and make take that mental stress off the day by doing it as far ahead as possible and then adjusting things as you go. But it's just, it's just going to make that mental load so much lighter. Yeah, 100%. And also that adjusting as you go is really key because things pop up like you know, you might have planned to have a chicken salad for lunch, um, but then you had to whiz into town and, you know, that went out the window, but you can just delete that and add something in, which is of similar value. So you can still alter it on the fly, but it just gives you a better understanding of what options you can then swap it with. So yeah, it doesn't have to be set in stone either, but it does help to plan ahead for sure. Okay, so next up, um, Another big struggle I see is the emotional part, because when we're doing a body transformation, yeah, all the practical bits come into it, your training, your diet, but that's like 50% of the, the journey. The other half will come down to the emotional transformation because the person you are at the start of your journey is not going to be the same person you come out at the end. So you would have had a whole transformation because the way you think influences how you feel and the way you feel influences your behaviors right and so to have different behaviors you're naturally then on reverse engineering that going to have different thoughts right so that's part of what happens is that you're just going to evolve and that's all part of personal development so with that what what emotional struggles have you had in your own fitness journey, Sarah? All of them, let's put it that way. So um, in terms of emotional, so I've experienced, I've experienced phases of orthorexia. So that's where, if you don't know what that is, essentially it's where you kind of have a, an extreme fear of eating anything that's not healthy. Um, and you kind of restrict what you consider is healthy. I've gone through that. I've gone through binge eating. Um, I've gone through alongside that over exercising to kind of burn off. So going through this kind of phase of up and down and ultimately it all comes down to the fact of having this emotional attachment to everything I was doing and allowing stress to kind of completely take over. And I was just trying to over control everything that I was doing when it comes to exercise and nutrition. So for me, in terms of what I've struggled with is it's taking the emotion out of it. And that can be down to kind of stress management, but also just adjusting to the day to day and the ups and downs of I'm going to go, I'm going to focus on dieting. because I do think that's the part that I've struggled with, but also the post dieting as well. Um, it's, it's the day to day changes. So let's say when I've slightly gone over on calories. So perfect example, we're just saying about when you've planned a day to a tea and then something happens, you've got a rush off and then you end up eating something that you think's in your calories. You go to log it later and you go, it's not in my calories. And then it's that emotional, I say immaturity because I can't think of a better word to use, but it's that lack of emotional maturity in that moment to not go, is what it is, never mind. And then as opposed to doing that, completely, I can't say the word now, catastrophizing, there we go. <laughs> Um, and just throwing it all out the window and just letting it completely ruin my day, potentially my week. Um, and then understanding the context of it and understanding the impact of it or maybe the lack thereof impact of what I've just done. Um, 
forgiving myself is another one as well I think we like a lot of people when they do start dieting or trying to embark on some sort of health and fitness journey things do pop up and you realize there's a few kind of um deep set issues maybe with kind of like your relationship to food or the attitude to food and the kind of the use of it for like emotional balancing and stress relief little things will pop up and it's just not completely pushing them to the side working through them is really really important and it means you're just going to have that much more success when it comes to dieting coming out of a dieting phase maintaining and just being and feeling healthy Mm. yeah you know what with that whole tracking it this is a a good one it's like when you have say like a mars bar and it's like well i haven't factored that in and you think oh my gosh and you catastrophize i've blown it all out the window you know this is hopeless just track that mars bar right put it into my fitness pal and you will see that it's only 250 odd calories it's not the end of the world right 250 calories if you really wanted to counteract the impact of that it's a case of deducting 50 calories across five days and then that mars bar is obsolete it's done it never existed right so it's like owning that you've had a mars bar or you've eaten the cookies or whatever put it into my fitness pal don't be an ostrich and bury your head in the sand and pretend it never happened but also at the same time beating yourself up because it did own it put it in and then be like, oh, okay, that wasn't that bad. And it brings it all back down to earth again without kind of spiraling to something bigger than it actually needed to be. So it really is important to like process those little bits and pieces because when I say that if I'd have done that, if when that sort of situation came up and I actually sat down and go, right, what actually happened there? If I did go completely throw everything out, throw all my toys out the pram and gone over, go, right, why did I do that? If I'd have done that, the moment it happened... I would have saved like legitimately years of issues that I went through. If I just broke down that minor little thing, it can be very easy to go, oh, well, tomorrow's a new day, ignore it, pretend it never ever happened, as opposed to figuring out why you've done it or why it's not that big of a deal. Just whenever whenever those situations come up, I think it's really important to, to, to discuss it either with yourself or discuss it with a coach, someone that's going to be able to break it down. So exactly as Vanessa just did there going, worst case scenario, just take 50 calories off five days, you're fine. Little things like that where you might go, do you know what, never thought of that. But that Mars bar could have in theory ruined your entire week, thrown you off. You might have gone, you know what, scrub it. I'm going to have a Mars bar every day. I'm going to finish the entire bag of them. Where it can be as simple as just rationalizing it, breaking it down or just going, don't worry about it just move on to the next day yeah exactly it's crazy how much we let this take control isn't it we are we are like i think we all forget that if, as as um objective as we can possibly be in these scenarios when it comes to dieting tracking everything measurement measuring we are emotional beings emotions are always going to come into it and if you try and completely throw that out then that it's always going to be the thing that catches you catches you out i think emotion and stress are the two things that you have got to kind of allow room for and allow allow them to take space up in really important part of your journey. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes come into it with like um, just being emotionally unattached from the actual, uh, like, like when we stand on the scales, I'm like, it's just data. Like remove the emotion from it, it's just data. And that's feedback from what the actions you've had. If you don't like the results, 
then let's change the actions, right? It's not the number on the scales that you've got an issue with. You've got the issue with your behaviors, right? And, and that's probably a very poor example because the number on the scales can fluctuate depending on all sorts of things. It's not necessarily an indication of progress or regress. It could be hormonal or whatever, but you get what I'm saying, right? So it's it's becoming unattached from the outcome and focusing on the process, the things that you need to do in order to get the results. And if you focus on that, the inevitable consequences are going to be progress. So just ignore the data because it's feedback and just focus on the things that you need to do. And that way it you can emotionally unattach from everything, which is so freeing. Um, just treat yourself like a giant science experiment, basically. That's what I do. Um, okay. The last thing I want to talk about was managing expectations, because I think when people come into things like a 12 week body transformation, an eight week shred, uh, whatever. Right. I'll be honest. These are just really clever marketing tools, because as women, we are looking for an easy do this in this time. And this is the result. So these short term programs sound really really appealing because you've got a promise at the end of it um the extreme end of this is like 10 day detoxes where you don't eat anything but just drink cabbage soup or something right um there are horrific examples there are not so bad examples and then we've got the reality of what's actually going to happen so managing your expectations we have to remember that where you currently are is a you know a it's it's a process of your behaviors that have built up over time it didn't you didn't just wake up one day and bam you're not happy with how you feel or look right so it's unrealistic to expect to get the body you want and feel how you want to feel in a space of 10 days or 12 weeks and then expect that to stay like that forever so what I want to talk about are Zoom. the processes Zoom. you need to. Oh, hang on, let me just mute someone. The processes you need to, in order to move and have a successful transformation. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you're missing out. But for everyone else, you get to see it, right? Um. And Sarah hasn't seen this, but you know what? She'll be able to talk for it anyway, because she knows her jam. So here is what a journey will look like. We've got three phases, okay? You've got the foundational phase, you have the transformation phase, and then you have the maintenance phase, okay? And if you try and do one without the other, it will all fall apart. If you try and do the transformation without having the foundations in place, you're gonna have a wonky table. It's like having a table with only three legs, it's gonna tip over. And if you do the transformation and then think, oh, right, job done, I'm off, likely, and we've all been in that situation, you're gonna revert right back to the beginning and gain the weight back. So it's important that you adhere to all three stages. So I'm gonna let Sarah take on phase one. Can you see that, Sarah? I can indeed, Dee. Thank you. Yeah, so this is, I think, a lot of the time, the, the, the two parts, the, I feel like the transformations, the, the part that everyone knows is going to happen, but it's those two end bits that are most important and the part that separates 
what you're what we're doing here from any other diet that's going to be out there any kind of i suppose yo-yo diet you might you might have experienced where you get the results but then you know that straight away as soon as you go back to normal eating things are going to go completely the opposite way sometimes twice as bad as it was before the foundations is understanding what's going on not just blindly following what someone's told you to do without the why so you might understand the how but you don't understand the why so having some level of understanding basic nutrition so understanding for example what calories are what protein is why it's important what your carbohydrates are why you need fat little bits and pieces like this it's not only going to help you in that journey you're currently going through it's also going to help you let's say in 10 years time when some crazy new diet comes out it's going to help you to actually break it down and go okay why might this actually working so they're saying that if you if you only if you cut out all your carbohydrates you're going to lose weight why why are they saying that why is that working it helps you to break down every single diet every single trendy thing that's going around helps you to break it down understand why it might be working but why it might not be the best thing um alongside that again if you're trying to make this a long term something that's gonna get you results but also keep you going afterwards it's got to be a change in lifestyle it's got to be a change in your routine and your habits because as one as soon as any of that goes you are going to start to digress back i'm sorry not digress um, what's the word I'm looking for regress backwards to where you were before <laughs> we got there in the end um alongside that again when it comes to the gym it's understanding what you're doing and how to do it safely and effectively if you're just following exercises with not any real understanding as to why you're doing it where you're meant to be feeling it where you're not meant to be feeling it little bits and pieces like that it's going to firstly once again, help you to understand why trendy exercises and things like that are out there, why they might work, why they might not work. But it's also going to help you to prevent injury. It's going to help you to understand and feel more in control of your journey. I feel like if you're blindly following, not really any certainty as to why you're doing things, that's when, again, you can start to lose that sense of control over it. And that's when that kind of, I suppose, that disassociation from the journey you're on can start to happen. So understanding why you're doing the things you're doing is really, really important. Um, alongside that, said about developing time management and organization skills, that comes down to, again, building those routines, building those habits. Again, if you're structuring in workouts when you're on it and you're trying to lose that weight, if you don't then carry that on and then those all those routines and all that organization then goes out the window, again, it's all going to come all in one piece. Um, alongside that, I think we all know it by now. It's not just a case of eating a certain amount of food and exercising. It all comes down to, again, making sure you're actually looking after yourself. You're not just digging yourself into the ground. So making sure you're getting enough sleep, making sure you're managing stress levels, making sure you're trying to stay as happy and feel as healthy as possible. Um, and that's what's going to make it a long-standing routine for you that you can actually carry on through and through and through even past the point of transformation all the way into that maintenance phase yeah definitely I agree with all of that and then the final piece is I like, totally just mis misread the final bit yeah I didn't completely you know, see that it's absolutely fine. I've just thrown this at you I was like here you go Sarah <laughs> go. step one step one read Sarah read um <laughs> So final thing as well is adhering. So absolutely, it's again, it comes down to building that structure and those routines. I think if you start nailing the ability to making sure you're checking in 
following everything as to the best of your ability to a T, again, that's going to form that habit that makes it easier. Try as best you can to start everything off from like hitting the ground running as opposed to kind of going, okay, well, like I missed it this week, not a problem. Try and get everything in place because again, then that structure is what you're going to fall back on when things are starting to get more difficult, when stress is starting to get a bit higher. If those routines and those habits of doing things like checking in are in place, it just makes it easier when the, when the going gets tough. Yeah, I love that. And it's the final piece, like showing up no matter what, checking in with your coach, regardless of having a good week, a bad week. It's just the process of showing up, reflecting and then being like, right, OK, so next week, this is what we're going to do to prevent that. And if you complete all of these things, right, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just having that solid foundation. So good enough understanding or a good enough basis for you to then be able to move on to the transformation part and be able to handle it. So the transformation is the space two, the fat loss, right? And this is where we're a little bit more aggressive in the approach because to achieve the fat loss, it's doing what you were doing but now really ramping up the ante and moving forward. So if you haven't already established a good foundation, you're definitely not going to be able to handle the transformation phase, right? So the transformation phase, there'll be uh, your ability to maintain a calorie deficit consistently. So not just on Monday to Friday, but also across the weekends and be able to manage that. It will be the, the ability to manage and sustain an increase in activity levels so we start you off on a basis of steps uh, we probably won't give you cardio straight away but as we want to dig into the fat loss journey we're going to start to increase your overall activity so you'll find that you'll be doing more steps you'll be increasing your daily cardio or you know cardio across the week and so it's managing your capacity to to do that as well um, managing your energy deficit effectively. So you're eating less, you're moving more. The energy deficit that you'll have is going to be far greater. And yes, you're going to feel hungry. You're going to feel more tired. You So it's making sure that you are managing that on top of your sleep so that you don't end up face planting into a tub of Ben and Jerry's that you've got everything in place and you're supporting yourself. So you don't negate the calorie deficit that you've created. Then we get into like navigating social events because life doesn't stop because you're just focusing on your goals. And it, if that's what you're expecting, your, your re expectations are unrealistic because you know the only time it did come with a pause button was with COVID and you know what happened with a lot of my clients when the world opened up again? They couldn't handle it. They couldn't sustain the way that they were eating, the way that they were training and introducing new social things. And they were like, oh, it's all falling apart now. And it's because they hadn't learned to integrate their healthy habits in with everyday life. So it's important to make sure that you're still seeing people, you're still integrating, having friends over for dinner, you're going out places, but also understanding how to do that whilst getting results that's super important uh, and then we're going to further develop your stress management skills so you know stress management will be your active recovery making sure that you're getting enough sleep but then looking at things like if you are in a high stress environment or if you have shit going on at home like it happens to everybody how you deal with that 
will be really important and show up in the results that you get. So if you're able to still have stuff going on emotionally, because it will happen, but able to not let that impact your choices and food and getting in the way of you getting your workouts in, then you are going to be in a really good position. And then finally, completing your transformation. And that's the good bit. But this is where most people think, ah, I'm done now. See you later. But no, because there is a final phase. And I'm going to bring that up and let Sarah bring this home. Yeah. And you know what? I think this is the one part that even myself, I can I can tell, I can say with complete confidence is the part that I have fucked up on, excuse my French, so many times. And this is the and this is the part that I think a lot of people, and even myself, it took me years and years and years to realize that maintenance part is the hardest part. Um, and this is this is what's really important is the fact that fat loss, when you're in that phase, you're in this little kind of like tunnel where you're very close in, you've got this goal in mind. And then when it comes to maintenance, you, you kind of get you, it's almost like the blinkers have been taken off. And then you've got, okay, well, now I've got, I'm going to be a little bit more relaxed with everything. But that's where if you've not maintained that level of somewhat kind of like a, a focus, it can completely throw you off. And I personally have been victim to that many a time. So um, exactly as Vanessa said, here, it's really important that you understand that maintenance is probably the, the harder part compared to fat loss. Um, because it's it's longer, it's it's less sexy, it's it's not as fun kind of in that kind of grittiness I think there's some sort of fun when it comes to the dieting but maintenance is pretty boring on the on the face of it like it's not a fun goal to be declaring to people like I'm just trying to maintain my weight you know it's not as fun so but it is definitely the more difficult part so this is where you're shifting from fat loss or being in a deficit to finding your maintenance now one thing you have to realize is if you've gone through especially like a major weight change your maintenance you're at at the end of this this fat loss phase is going to be different from the maintenance you were at before so harsh reality is unless there's a massive shift in the amount of activity you're doing you're going to be probably consuming less calories than you were beforehand or at least it's going to take a lot longer to establish that decent amount of calories you maybe were on before um so with that it's a it's a gradual increase in calories to that baseline so finding where you are able to maintain one thing that's definitely worth bearing in mind is when you are going back to maintenance you will probably see a scale increase um and that's due to things like energy stores in the muscle water retention bits and pieces like that so again really really important to understand that maintenance isn't always like on paper the same scale number every single day you're still going to see weight fluctuations you're still going to experience things like bloating you're still going to experience those kind of changes in for example the stomach through the day from breakfast to dinner little bits like that and that's what's really important to again managing the expectations understanding that maintenance is not going to be you look lean 24 7 365 days a year mm-hmm. um overall act um where am i Okay, so overall activity. So this is where you're kind of trying to establish what day-to-day activity is going to keep you at maintenance. So it might be that you still have some level of cardio in your day-to-day routine. It might be that that backtracks and it was just a tool to increase that deficit you were previously in. Um, And also steps. It's not like you've got that step goal of, let's say, 7,000 a day. And then once you've lost the weight, you can go back to dropping back down to 2,000. It's just not going to it's not going to yield that same result that you had before. You need to maintain that level of activity to a certain degree to maintain where you're at right now. Right. 
Mm. from there maintaining again it's not exactly on paper going to be you're staying exactly where you are you still want to be trying to get stronger in the gym you still want to be trying to improve the amount of weight you're lifting or the technique you're using it's not just coasting along sticking to the same weights maintenance you want to be seeing it as almost like a lean gaining phase where you're trying to build as much muscle as possible while not going back to where you were before with the excess fat gain um and then that's it. So the main thing is maintenance is the hardest part. It's trying to find a point where you can maintain that around about similar weight, similar kind of physical stature and look when it comes to progress pictures. Three months is a really good level because I do think that a lot of people in that first month might see that slight increase. And that's that kind of, it's that tipping point. Are they then going to pull it back again and maintain or are they just going to go screw it? And then kind of let life take them on this little journey where they kind of start to trail back to where they were before. So being able to maintain where you're at for a decent amount of time, three months is a really good number where you're seeing some improvement in things like your gym, but you're not seeing major changes in weight and also kind of your your physical progress pictures or measurements. Yeah, I love that. Well done, you can we should like give you a round of applause for just like <laughs> jumping in. I- there of the moment and doing that <laughs> that was awesome well done but um you know maintenance is actually now my favorite part like if you were initially it would have been like the foundations are boring yawn not interested I just want to get to the good stuff and straight into the fat loss phase and get that transformation and now if I'm like oh I've gotta get lean I'm like I can't be bothered like that's my least favorite bit now I love going into the gym lifting some heavy weights and actually seeing my strength increase and just feeling good like my priorities have definitely changed it shifted from fat loss being my favorite phase to to maintenance and I think that you know, when you get to the maintenance thing, it can feel a little bit boring, but then you can shift the focus to like strength goals or, you know, like take on a new challenge and give it a new lease of life. A hundred percent. I do think with, um, it was probably the hardest part for me. I went through years and years again of going through dieting phases, whether I had a coach or kind of did it by myself and then getting to where I want to get to going out and enjoying life a little bit. And then just kind of letting that kind of take me on this wave and then before I knew it kind of looking in the mirror and being like okay well I'm not happy with where I'm at again so then almost feeling like I'm backed into a corner where I've got to then diet and this is where I think most people tend to tend to find themselves in this constant wave of dieting down feeling happy enjoying it living life wearing the outfits they want to wear and then suddenly going oh everything's gone back to how it was and I think this for me with my coach was the hardest part was I got got to a point of being lean and being really happy with with where I was at, but then not honoring that maintenance phase and kind of just going, I've done the hard work now, let me live a little bit. And then just seeing everything go back to how it was and then turning around and being like, um, I want to diet again. And then that harsh reality being, you can't diet forever. And this is the thing, being in a cycle of dieting and then just letting everything go is not healthy. And that's why I think maintenance, it re- I can't, really can't stress enough, is the hardest part. Um, and that's the thing, I'm I'm now in a, a point where my calories are the highest they've ever been. And it was that moment where I finally accepted a maintenance phase for what it is. That's when suddenly I was like, oh my God, I'm lifting so much more. Oh mm. my God, my digestion's so much better. I'm sleeping so much better. I'm not a miserable, just like sod all the time. Little bits like that. And yeah, maintenance is great, but you have to accept where you're at and you have to kind of ride it out and understand it's not, it's not glamorous. It's not the sexy part. 
No, but and the thing is, you the, what got you the results in fat loss are going to be the things that get you the results, uh, keep you the results in maintenance. Like the diet doesn't have an expiration date. It's not like, okay, you're done now, off you go. And you revert back to old habits. The habits that you have had to instill to get to the results are, are, are similar habits, just in different quantities. Yes, you can eat slightly more calories and you'll, you'll move slightly less, but the daily habits are basically the same. You don't get to just check out and be like, well, that's that ticked off because you will absolutely end right back up square one. But yeah. It's, so, it's, that's, it's one of those things I think we all kind of forget about. And it's like, think about it. If you work really hard to get a promotion in the job, then once you've got that promotion, you then just stop working. You're going to get fired. Like, it's. It, I think I think we all kind of forget with dieting and things like that. We just, we go into this little headspace. Then when we step out of it, I feel like it's very natural to kind of go back to where you were before. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's, what, it's one of the hardest realities, I think, personally I definitely face but I think a lot of a lot of clients face as well yeah and that's basically the the mindset shift when you come into something like that is like it is a lifestyle change and I used to be like yeah yeah all right I don't want to hear of course it is but when the penny drops you realize that actually it is a lifestyle change and and I know that it seems like a lot of work but that's because you've lived your life previously in such a way that was so far removed from the person who you want to be that then you have to create a different lifestyle to then become the person that you want to be and then once you're there you just keep showing up as her so you are the kind of person that regularly goes to the gym and trains you are the kind of person that likes to eat healthy foods and it tastes nice and and you still are the person that goes out of her friends, but you're just not the one that would probably do it all the time. And, you know, it, it comes with a shift and change of habits over time. So um, I don't know if anyone's got any questions. Daniela has put in the chat box that this is an amazing call. Thank you very much, lovely. Um, but if you've got any questions, feel free to pop them in the chat or unmute yourself. And, and it could be on anything. We'll give you a few minutes. but. Thank you guys for rocking up to this. It's been, hopefully it's been really useful for you. Just scanning the chat, see if there's any questions that did come in. Um, I don't think so. Well, that's fine. Everyone's happy then. We did a good job. Virtual high five. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. 